Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Today on the podcast, I've got an incredible treat for you. You have seen or at least heard of the hit Netflix show called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Okay, raise of little virtual podcast hands if you have seen that show. Okay, so if you watched episode one, I've got some exciting news for you. Today on the podcast, Rachel Friend from episode one is joining us. She's going to dive into all of the before the show, the after the shows. Did she actually keep her house clean? What is the relationship between her husband like? How was that tidying process? What are her tips, her tricks? What emotions did she go through throughout this entire journey? Okay, and what is she up to next? So I'm excited to introduce you to her today. This conversation was so fantastic, and I know you're going to get a ton out of it. But let me tell you briefly about Rachel. Rachel Friend is a communication professor, mindset coach, and mother who is all about creating more joy on this journey. She accomplishes this through her mission of teaching others the tools to get out of their own way so they can feel more empowered in their choices and build stronger connections to others all of which lead to more joy. Parenting has been something that has taught Rachel even more about herself and what she is passionate about. As a special needs mom, positive communication is something that is very important to her. She is a huge advocate for attachment parenting and loves sharing her perspective on different ways to promote more bonding with your children. She hopes to inspire you and move you to take action in your life in the areas that aren't serving you. Whether it's with your spouse, yourself, or your children, she's ready to help you get clear on what you really want for yourself and for your life. Guys, let's dive into today's show. Oh, cannot wait for you to hear this one. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. So glad you're here. We've been trying to make this happen after just everything blew up, at least in my news feed. Everybody was talking about the magic art of tidying up. Yes. I love that. That makes me so happy. The, the response has been amazing. People are so kind. Yes. So tell everybody a little bit more about you, um, the background, who you are, how you came to end up on the show we've all seen on Netflix. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about me. I'm trying to think. Well, I, uh, I'm a college professor. I teach communication, something that I love doing, and I share a little bit about it on the show, which was cool. Um, my husband and I, we've been together a total of 12 years. Um, we'll be married for seven this year. We've got two kids. As you guys met, Jackson, my son, and my daughter, Ryan, they're awesome. And it's funny because we've always had like a good relationship. We've always been good communicators, but you know, after we had kids, uh, it's crazy as I'm sure anyone who's listening, who's a mom knows things change when you have kids. Um, and keeping up with things has always been tough. And again, we've always been like a really great team, but I just found that our house, the clutter was just, I mean, it was getting the best to be. And this is even before the actual like show. And so there was just multiple things we tried doing. Um, I, you know, hiring people to come and organize. Clearly I'm big on hiring people to come and <laughs> help me out. Um, even like reading about different things to do. I remember actually coming across um, Marie Kondo, not really knowing about her method, but just her name popping up when I was looking at different ways to, you know, organize, but nothing obviously stuck. And we still found ourselves in this place. So it was actually really interesting how the show came about. Um, and I'll share that with you. Yeah. I, so one little tidbit about me, like I love games. I love playing games. I love watching like game shows. I'm always that person who puts things together, but, um, I think it was a friend back in the day who was actually on a game show where I thought, Oh my gosh, I could totally apply for these kinds of things. So I got on some list to just send me messages whenever like game shows came to the, you know, California, LA area. And so I, most of them I'm not, um, uh, you know, interested in, but I don't know if being on that list, like I get a bunch of different things, but I got something about, Oh, you know, are you interested in organizing your home? Or I don't even know, but I just honed in on organizing. I'm like, what, what is this? And I were clicking on it and it was talking about like, you know, Marie Kondo. And instantly I thought, Ooh, home makeover show done. I applied, didn't think much of it. 
And then, yeah, a few months later, we get someone calling us back about, hi, you reached out, this and this and this. We just wanted to make sure you're aware this is not a home makeover show. This is, um, you know, someone coming in and basically showing you what to do and you do all the work. And still at that point, I had no idea, but I'm like, whatever it is, I need help, please. And then obviously the rest is history, so... I love it. And the thing about that show that I loved, for those who don't know what we're talking about, go to Netflix right now, watch The Magic Art of Tidying Up with, is that what it's called? Magic? Uh, or I think it's called, tid- it's called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo on Netflix. Her book is called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Right, right. So yes, go watch that. Rachel is the first episode. But what I loved about how they did it was she didn't come in and do the work with you. I really loved that. Because- I mean, take us through why you feel from the other side of this that it was necessary that you and your husband do the work. Oh my gosh. First of all, my mentality before, as you know, you saw a little bit on the show as you know, we were paying for someone to help us fold our laundry. I always thought, you know, it's easier for someone to come in and help you do this. The unfortunate part is that you never really learn how to do it on your own. And I think that goes with anything, right? whether it's cleaning up after your kids and doing all of these things, if we don't have the opportunity to, you know, learn ourselves and it's hard to kind of maintain it. So it was really a blessing in disguise going through that process. And it was very confronting and very hardcore. Um, it was extremely, um, uh, well, I should say it was a bonding experience because my husband and I were on, on board, which was really cool. Yeah. But going through it on our own allowed us to really, experience like not only what it was like what it takes but to truly feel like the benefits and so I know someone doing things for you get to walk into a nice home but now knowing that we know how to maintain it we don't have to call someone to do it um, is it was just huge it was it was a big deal so definitely needing to learn it and go through it is key I've had a lot of friends and even family members are like come and do it for me and I'm like I can come support you but you have to do it yourself so that way you keep it up. That's the key is keeping it up. Because if not, you know, just like when you have someone come and help you organize, because I had that too. I literally asked my husband on my, on my 30th birthday back in the day, babe, please, can we have someone come like organize our garage and our house? That's what I want for my birthday. And then sure enough, two weeks later, everything she had done, bye. So I think doing it yourself really makes it, uh, main, you can ma- uh, maintain it and it just uh, keeps the longevity of it as well. So why do you think this method has stuck? Okay, so how far, go ahead and let everybody know how far out from the whole filming process are we at this point? Yeah, we started, I mean, we started everything, gosh, August, I think. Okay. So we're almost, is it six months? Maybe almost six months. In February, it'll be six. So yeah, because we completed it, I think in October, very early in October, um, so, so you've gone through Christmas, you've gone through just, we went through the kids' birthdays, we've gone through Christmas. So many loads of laundry, things have been moved, things have been, had to go back in place. So have they stuck? That's the number yes. one question I got. Yes, they have stuck. And I think it goes to what we were just saying, the fact that we went through it and we went through it hardcore. And I, I can't say this for everyone, but I think because Kevin and I were on the same page and we both wanted this and we went through it together, we are able to maintain it together. Um, her method is completely possible to do it with your own things because, you know, you have to do everything on, um, you have to tend to your own things. But I think it made a huge difference that we both did it together because we both are reaping the benefits and that's how we want the house to stay. Um, and so the biggest thing for us And I love Marie. I love her energy. There might be a lot of things, uh, everything that she uh, follows, like we might not subscribe to every little thing. Um, For example, like how we fold our socks. That was just something that didn't necessarily stick with us. But sister can't even handle it. Yeah. And, And so, but I mean, I just, I love her whole mentality. So for one, everything, having a home, even before that, I'm sorry, the way that we, she goes through things. I've always been someone when I did get rid of things, I would just sift through the closet pull this out, sift through the drawer, pull that out. The idea of taking everything out and putting it in front of you in a pile, even though it's crazy, it's like needed. It's very confronting almost to the point where you're like, wait, what? I I feel like it's, if we're sifting through our closet, like we're shopping, right? It's mindless. But the moment we pull it out, it's, it's very mindful. We're a little more aware. We're much more present with all of our junk. Oh, absolutely. And, and while she might have a multi-layered, you know, approach to it for us, simply, it was just like, holy shit, this is all of our stuff. And it's almost like that thought of, 
you know, do, do I need all this? Like, why do I have it? I just, I really think that approach is necessary. So for anyone who's trying to do it, by all means, take your own, you know, approach. It's, it's your life. But I will say that I used to go through things just like we were talking about and it would never change for me. So this method being confronted, seeing it all, I think played a huge role. And then on top of that, when you empty out your drawers, when you empty out your closet and you see that empty space, it's almost like you are mindful of how you put things back. It's like you want to put them back neatly as opposed to throwing it all back in. Yeah. If that makes sense. So whatever it is, it worked for us. So, so right off the bat, that was probably one of the biggest things. And then two, creating a home for everything. I, I think as a mom, I mean, just anyone in general, but as a mom, clutter and, and just there's chaos all the time, but knowing where everything goes, cause like stuff, stuff still gets messy. The kids are coming and playing, you clean up, it goes back. That hasn't changed. It's just knowing where everything goes when it's time. And that like calmness that comes from it versus, Oh my God, where am I going to put all this? Oh my oh gosh, I have to just shove it in here. Nope. Everything has a place. And it's like, I can't explain to you. That was the biggest deal for us. I think. I think, yeah, as a mom, I talk about this a lot. It, it, when we have clutter and just these, like, I don't even know how to, I'm losing my words here, but when we have all these like lingering things, these open ends, our brains sincere and, and stresses about them, whether we're real, realizing that or not, you know, one time my husband came home and he's like, what's really the problem? And I was like, I just need to vacuum the floor. He's like, why, why was that going to solve the problem? And it, and it did like cleaning up the floor, vacuuming, like calmed me down. Everything seemed like the sky was falling, but something as simple as vacuuming the floor just helped. And it makes me sound neurotic, but no, not at all. I think just as moms, like there's so much going on and this is our space This is where we work. You know, we raise our family, our kids, and it has a lot more bearing on our mental things than we realize. Oh, it's crazy. And that's one, another part of her philosophy that I subscribe to is like the status of your home or the, what's the word of it? Um, the, is it the status? I don't know what the word was, but, but basically the nature of your home and how you feel, for example, exactly. If you're, if it's cluttered or whatnot, it really impacts you in other areas. So it really limits your productivity. You know, let's say any of the moms are working or let's just say you, you're out at a birthday party, you have to come home. It's just been crazy with the kids coming home and feeling stressed out because of all the things that you have to deal with. It's just, this should be your place where you're like, oh my gosh, I get to come home and just like enjoy. And I know it's crazy to say that with kids, but it's 100% possible. A lot of people were saying that, and I think they kind of missed the idea of the show, but um, or her, her process, but their house wasn't even like messy to begin with. You know, oh, their house is cleaner than this, their garage even before. Um, and I think what's, well, one, this is not like a, was it not a hoarder type show? Even episode though, like, two might have been closer to that. Yeah, in episode two, I think it, you, I think it was like aesthetically like pleasing. We're like, oh my gosh! But for us, for example, we've always been the kind of people who, when someone comes over, like our living room is like an, a place that like we like to have clean. Um, and I don't know if it's just what I was raised with, and people, a lot of people were coming over that like no one's really going through your drawers and into your bedroom. But like we're all gathering here, so hey, we'll leave this place to be clear. The kids have a playroom, right? Right. But. Um, what's funny is when it comes to like what's behind your closets, all the things that you stuff in there, the, the piles of shoes, your junk drawers, not realizing the effect those have when you're trying to find something. And so to the outside world, you might not be coming through my house and sifting through the drawers, but it still like affects me, you know? And so I think that it's important, you know, for anyone who knows what it's like to kind of clean up your house. And when someone comes over, oh, it looks nice, but wait, don't open my drawers. Don't go into my garage. Don't open my makeup. You know what I'm saying? So those areas, um, having a place for things and being clutter free, like behind the scenes has made the biggest impact. Yeah. It's crazy. It is so crazy. And I'm a big proponent. I'm with you that we need to do the work. Um, I have an example where this shirt that I have, I went through my clothes and one of the things she says is like, touch every item, see if it sparks joy. And some of it's definitely woo woo and can be kind of like, that's, I have to touch my clothes and I'll know if I want to keep it, (laughs) you know, to the person who's just listening to her method, it kind of sounds a little funky, but it's so true. Like this shirt, I took it off the hanger and it fits me. It's cute. I pay good money for it, but it reminds me of something that doesn't make me feel good about my body. It reminds me about something somebody said. And I was like, you know what? We're done. This shirt's gone. Thank you, shirt. You're you're done. (laughs) So 
it was interesting to me. I, I realized that and I was like, okay, Marie, you've got something with this method. This is pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that too, because there was a few pieces that I had been like, I didn't realize I was holding on to, but just, oh, I used to love wearing this before I had kids. And, you know, maybe one day, oh, I'll travel and I'll be able to wear this somewhere. I don't know, whatever my thought process was. And so, and granted, she's not necessarily someone who's like, you know, don't not keep things. Again, I think a big misconception with her method is um, that she's like a minimalist, Um, but it's not about that at all. You can have a lot of things that bring you joy. Um, But again, having a place for them, how do you feel about your home? Like everything should really, you should really feel good about things. And if you have a ton of things, but then you can't find them, then that bring anxiety and whatnot. But um, I will say that now in terms of letting things go, we don't necessarily go deep into the process of like holding it. It's just more so that it's worked into our lifestyle now. So there are plenty of things even since the show, like I haven't even touched in my closet that I thought that I would. And I'm just like, oh, it's time to say goodbye to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I have people who've asked, do you ever buy anything now? And I'm like, yes, we still go. I mean, we're not like frivolous shoppers and we just go and get everything. But now it really is a, a process where I'm like, do I really like this? Am I getting it for something? And can this replace something that I, that I have? have. Um, so I think that's how we've worked into it as opposed to really sitting with everything. Um, the beginning, when we first did that, those beginning stages, it, it resonated. And now it's just how we do things. So we just kind of know, Oh, this is going to be donated. Oh, I'm going to give this to my sister, that type of thing. So interesting that, that you picked up on that. Yeah. And I remember being a kid going shopping with my grandma and she'd say, we try on a bunch of stuff. I'd want a bunch, bunch of stuff, you know, as a preteen. And she would say, but do you really love it? And there's only four or five items maybe out of like the 15 I had chosen that I really loved. And many times, cause she's grandma, she would buy me all of the things I wanted. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny cause like the only things I actually ended up wearing were the things I told her I loved, you know? So oh Yeah. It's true. And for especially as adults or, or moms, especially, I I don't know um, if you could relate to this or anyone who might be listening, but whether we were younger and we used to just go shopping all the time and didn't care. And then now we know being a mom, you're kind of just sitting in your pajamas all day or wearing your favorite yoga pants. Um, for me, what's been really huge is uh, making time for me. And so I make sure to have like my girl nights. And so now I'm, I'm just realistic about the things that I buy instead of, Oh, one day I'll, when I go and buy this one day, I'll probably wear it. I already know it's just going to sit in my closet. Now it's when I plan for things or I'm going on a vacation, that's like my exciting time to go Mm -hmm. and get stuff. And so I don't necessarily just buy a bunch of things anymore that I'm not going to wear, but I know I'm really going to love this or, Oh, I get to look forward to this tropical vacation or, Oh, I get to go out with my girls tonight dancing. Let me get an outfit. And I think that makes a big deal. Whereas when we're young, we're just like, I want it all. But knowing that you're only going to keep a few things or wear a few things. Yeah, very, very true. So we're kind of like halfway through this episode, but at this point, I would love for you to just recap in like a brief nutshell what her method looks like, what the process looks like with you guys. Yeah. So she has a five-step method. And I think for everyone, it might be different what's bigger and what's not. Right off the bat with our clothing, uh, my shoes and the accessories, I mean, that was very confronting. It was a big deal because I have a lot of stuff. But... I think it was brilliant because once we got through that and her first method is like clothing. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, once we got through that, it was almost like, Oh my gosh, I conquered the first step. And then you have a little bit more confidence for the next one. And the next one is, um, paper, paper goods, uh, or papers, I should say. Uh, and we've had a bunch of different ones. I'm sure, I'm sure some people have way more paper than we do, but that was, it's an interesting one. Um, but we went through that and we went through it fairly, uh, quickly, you know, we can digitize a lot of things. Um, so that wasn't a, a huge thing for us, but it's definitely in our mentality now when you get something in the mail, like take care of it right then. Um, or, you know, snap a picture if you need it, but we really don't need a lot of paper things. Mm-hmm. And then um, I th- books was also next. That was more of a category for my husband. I don't have a ton of books. I read a lot of things online. Um, and then, you know, the books that I teach out of, I keep. But for him, it was one of those things that he was able to get through a lot. So books is her third step. And then the fourth step, which was really the hardest because it was everything was miscellaneous. And that was the kitchen, the garage, any knickknacks, those freaking junk drawers. Oh my God. The random areas you're like, why do I have four different, like the purses? Oh, the purses that have things in them. Tell me, you know what I'm talking about, Katie. You have like yes. five purses in your closet. That's, still oh, that's gum wrapped up in a piece of paper from, I don't know when. <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> Random business cards. Like, ex- I don't even know. But just going through all of that stuff and putting it that, like my anxiety kind of came up. I'm like, oh my God, there's stuff everywhere. But I felt the most, um, gosh, the biggest shift during that, that process, because as we started categorizing things, you know, putting all of the tape things together and the scissors and, you know, tossing certain things that I slowly started realizing, oh my God, everything's going to start to have a place. And so that miscellaneous was the biggest thing for us to tackle. And it might be for a lot of um, people. And then once you tackle that, you're ready for her final step, which is that sentimental, which for a lot of people might be uh, tough. Yeah. Um, but you've kind of conquered everything. You know what it feels like. And so you have this mentality. So going into those pictures and stuff, the pictures were a little odd to go through because you thought like, it's so weird to get rid of pictures. However, you also realize that they're sitting in a bin in the garage. Why don't I have these in a photo album? You know, if I'm, if I'm so excited and, and they bring me joy. And so we went through, you know, we found our wedding pictures. And so there's a lot of pictures that didn't really serve any purpose that we let go of, but it was really nice to bring some of those photos inside. And so that was the process really for us. And I think what was really cool is even during the clothing phase, learning her folding method. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the easiest things we've kept up. And it's crazy coming from me who used to pay someone to do our laundry. Yeah. Like it's so freaking easy. And so um, that, and then the uh, keeping the kitchen together in the garage is easy. The biggest thing we've struggled with Katie is really getting a handle, like not so much on papers where they stack is just, let's say I can't afford a bill right now. We get a lot of bills for my, my son and his special needs services. And so sometimes I have to wait. And so I kind of hang it up on a board where I'm like, okay, Marie would say no to this, but it works for us. And I might have like four of them at a time. And then I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I kind of go through it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like that's how we've kind of worked through the method. And um, I think the bigger deal is, is just knowing where things go. There's no, oh no, where do we put the scissors? Oh, in that cabinet. There's no junk drawer. I felt so good about saying that we have no junk drawer in our house. It was amazing. So that was really cool too. (laughs) Wow. I can't fathom. See, I'm still working towards that. (laughs) Uh, You'll get there. I promise you'll get there. That is amazing. So little thing for you, a little sidebar. Um, one of the paper things that I do is any paper that comes in during the week goes in an inbox and weekly on Sundays, I handle it. So if it, if it needs like an actual box, you mean? Yeah. Like a little, like even behind your little cabinet, I would put it in there. Like if you have room for like a little, yeah, I mean, yeah, we have like an area that we created. So I, I think I just need to actually go through them. So I love that. So you put them into an inbox and then on one day you go through it all. Yep. And if they, if it has to sit there for two weeks, it sits there for two weeks, but you've got one place for the paper to go. So like if an invitation comes in for my daughter's or like a friend's birthday or yes. a bill or whatever it is, it goes there and I handle it one day a week. I love that. See, like when it comes to invitations and stuff, we're good. I think for us, maybe because of our situation and anyone who's in that, it's um, the bills, like where it's just like, and so maybe I'll set a reminder. Actually, there was a couple after I, we were done with her, we, we still got the bills. I would take a picture of it set a reminder and throw away the bill. Mm-hmm. So then I would just be able to look at it on my phone. It's just, I think there was a couple of times I forgot a bill though. And I'm like, Oh, I need to, I need to hang them up. I got to see them. So I like that yeah. idea. Yeah. 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 So one other question I've got about the photos, the sentimental digital photos. Do you have to touch those? Like what's her thing with that? Okay. So it's so funny. You said that because we, and she has like a whole method on it. We didn't touch upon it during our process. And I almost wish that we did. However, I remember, oh gosh, I forgot what the app was. I found something. It was an app that went through your phone and then found like any duplicates, especially on the, it's crazy. Like, yeah. And so I, if I have to, I have to see what it is, but I remember looking it up because I swear I was looking for pictures and I'm like, oh my God. So there are some apps there, but even just going through on the phone. And the second thing is a friend shared this with me too, but she does something like every month where like she has an external hard drive where she literally takes all of the photos off of her phone and puts them on like she has different, you know, um, albums and things. So it's awesome, but it's just, it frees up the space on her phone. She's able to then make those albums. I'm sure you've heard of it. They make, you know, like they make those albums off your phone. I feel like I keep wanting to do this and I haven't done it yet. Cause that sounds amazing to have just like those cute little books of all the photos. Yes. Oh, so I, when I had my first daughter, I was really good about that. Um, and then, you know, you have your second and it's like, what? Yep. So, um, I'm at the point now where I'm back to like weekly getting rid of the duplicates when my kid gets the phone and she does bursts or, you know, whatever that (laughs) deleting those things or the screenshots, you know, there's like so many of those that I don't need. 
<laughs> so deleting those things so that when I do the upload to you know, my backup sources and stuff, and even the books that it's not a bunch of junk. Um, but it's what overwhelms me is the backlog of everything. Like yes. I can handle today going forward. And maybe that's a lesson, but, but like the backlog, how do we do that? Yeah. I have to say too, because the backlog applies to everything and why her, I think her method, Marie's method is so, um, uh, effective is because when you do the decluttering process, like the let go process, like really intense in the beginning, whether that takes you, you know, three weeks or three months that you're actively doing it. Uh, For us, it took us a month. You are going through the backlog because then she, and one thing she said, I don't remember if she said it on the show or not, but she told me, she said, you're going to go through these phases throughout your life. There's going to be times where you let things go. The kids are going to be sick. You know, people come into town Christmas. I mean, hello. Um, We had to like realize what you have, but now that you've gone through the process, you know how to approach it. And it's so true, but it's never going to be as intense. Um, and so just like with your backlog, if you make that plan, whether it's, I'm going to do laundry a couple times a week. So that way I don't have 17 loads. And I feel like everything's like weighing down on me. That's when we go into our hiding places and, and that's it. We forget about everything. So like once you do the process, it's worked into your brain and now you can apply that every single time. And that's been huge for us because even though I'm like, Oh, I want to be clean. I want to be clean. I'd come home and I'm like, Oh my God, things are everywhere. No, I don't need this weekend. We're going to try it. And then you look at it and then you just get overwhelmed and then you just never do it. So anyway, I, that made me think of when, that when you said backlog, cause it's such a, a good way of explaining it. That's a good word from her too. And I think it's just with our kids too, right? Like there's, we have structure, we have routines. A lot of us do to have that flexibility for us to, you know, go on a trip and be able to kind of just be flexible. But I think the routines breed the flexibility and it often sounds kind of paradoxical, but it's so true. It, no, it is true. And, and, and I know it does sound like an oxymoron, but you can be flexible and still have a routine. It's just routine for different things. So I love that you mentioned that. Exactly. So tell me about some emotions. Give us some examples of emotions that came up, whether um, as you went through this process with yourself or with your husband, what that looked like. Oh my gosh. I feel like we really like hit the, the range of emotions in the show. I'm sure as you can see, um, I mean, right off the bat, it was so interesting because she, even her presence just brings about so much. And that first day we met her, she ended up, um, and what you see too is how it was on the show. Like she came, you know, I think four or five times we'd see her and then she would go and that was it. There was no, was it a strict time between each visit or did it depend on how quickly you got things done? Yeah, it wasn't like a set time. I think it was just more so depending, like, for example, miscellaneous, she was here for a little bit longer because she took time with me, like in the kitchen, and then she would be with Kevin in the garage. Um, But uh, in the beginning, I remember her just kind of walking us through it and talking to us. But I mean, she was really here, I think, the most maybe for like two hours at a time. So which was just amazing to even have her in our home for that long. Things started shifting when she like blessed our home. Oh, yeah. Or if that was the right word, blessed or, you know, thanked our, thanked our home. And it was just very like different. We were just open to it. Like, okay, but whatever it was, and I'm not even like some crazy, like religious person, like whatever it was, it just took over in that, in our, we just felt it. And so, and I got super emotional and it was, uh, yeah, it was just a really special moment where I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this journey. Things are, I'm, I don't know what to expect. It's unexpected, but I'm hopeful. And so that was just kind of the beginning of it. And then from there, it was just like a roller coaster. I was overwhelmed. There was times where I was like, it was weird because I was like angry at some point that I'm like, I let things get this way. But then I was like, you know, forgiving. I'm like, wait a second. I'm not mad at myself for this. It was really strange being confronted with all of my clothes. Like I've never been the kind of person who's ever said like, oh, I don't have enough. Um, But more so just like, I have oh my God, I have so much. Like, what the hell? Like, and I'm buying, and I was just at the store last week. Like what? And then seeing it, it was just so strange, especially I think being in her presence where I'm sure she doesn't have as many things. And I'm just like, oh my God, we were, so many things went through my head. Um, But I want to say too, going through the kid stuff, and I'm sure it's a constant struggle for parents because we're always just like, there's so many things, but really it's like a decision Kevin and I made. Like our kids do not, need all this. It doesn't mean anything about us as parents, as people, as a matter of fact, being able to allow them to live with a little bit less is benefiting them. But it was just, it's so strange how it's like worked into our head 
that we need all this stuff. And here we are bringing that next generation who needs a lot of things. And so it literally changed our lives with the kids stuff. And instead of keeping things in the garage to switch out, we're like, no, here's what they can play with. And so we have that kind of stuff separated. We could probably even still have less, but that just made a huge deal and took a lot of weight off my chest too. So just back to those, I mean, there was just stress, there was anxiety, there was, you know, gratefulness, there was sadness, there was happiness. And at the end it was kind of bittersweet because we had gone through this whole process. We missed her, but it was just, oh my God, it was worth it. The blood and sweat and tears were worth it. She's precious. You can tell. Oh she's my gosh, so cute. She's precious, but she's like, oh, she means business. <laughs> so question, kids close. So you don't have the same gender, but if you had two girls, like I've got two girls. So a lot of me is like, I should keep around the older ones clothes so that the younger one can wear it or whatever. What does she say about that? If anything? Yeah. So again, I, I think because, you know, she tailored it to us. Um, all I can really uh, compare it to is our families often buy clothes that are bigger for the kids. I don't know if this is just a common thing where they're like, oh, they'll eventually get to wear them. Sometimes though, my family, I swear by is like two years later. I'm like, what? But they see a deal, they get it. Um, She had said a couple things. One, this is not like, you know, you don't have to get rid of things if people buy you uh, things that are bigger for you. Same when it comes to like really um, specific events like Halloween costumes or those kinds of things where you might use it again. It's just having a place for that. So just like for my son Jackson, you know, he's five now, but let's say like I have some six T and he's a smaller five, some six T stuff. Um, either one, depending on how much it is, I might have a space like in the top of his closet for when those are ready or have a little spot in the garage for when it's time. But like remembering that you have that because what was interesting during the process, we found a, two huge bags for both the kids of clothes that were, I mean, we, we found them at the right time. We would have forgotten about them. They were hidden in the garage. It was a whole new wardrobe for them. So I would say for you, one, going through those things, like realistically, like the, cause I'm sure there's probably not everything you want to keep. Maybe there's some stained stuff that you don't want to, you want to keep, but I would have a, a place for them. So when, when your younger one's ready, you can actually hand those over, but having a place for them. So I love that, that she wasn't like never keep back stock of things, but rather know where they are. So that way when it's time, you can go and get them. Does that make sense? Okay. So here's the deal. Rachel and I both are obsessed with Instagram. So let's take a little break, screenshot your show, tag us on your Instagram stories, share this out and let somebody else in your world know that the Ambitious Motherhood podcast is talking to Rachel from episode one of Tidying Up with Marie. Okay. And I want you guys to tag Rachel Friend and myself, Katie Fleming, and let us know what you're loving about this episode. Also, I'm extremely curious. Have you started tidying your things? Okay. If you have, you probably piled all of your clothes on your bed into a massive mound like Rachel was talking about. You've started there, right? So let us know on Instagram if you've joined us in this process of tidying up. Yeah. Yeah. And I love people with methods that don't have like strict rules. It's Mm-mm. like bend it to your family, to your needs, your own situation. So I yeah. And she's like that, by the way. I know there's so many like jokes and things about her, but when she's here in the flesh and you know, you, there's only so much that can be communicated from a book or even from a show, but um, even like my makeup and stuff, uh, you know, I have a couple different shades of foundation because I'm tanner in this, in the summer, you know, I have a couple different brands of blush and eyeshadow. So it's not like have one of everything, but you know, do you enjoy having all of this? Can you, can you, is it easy to find? Like nothing should take from you in your day. You should open your drawer and just, oh, here it is. I'm excited. Even if I have 10 pallets of this. So I think that's a really big thing to get it instead of, oh, I just have so much of this, which one, like the way that you feel about your things is going to be um, reflective of that. So I think that's just the important to be mindful of. Yeah. So let's, you mentioned something there. You said um, sometimes things you can't tell things on TV shows. So was there anything that got misinterpreted with your episode? So um, it's funny you ask because honestly, for the most part, we were just like who we are, raw and vulnerable. I think if anything got misconstrued, um, it was really just like the relationship between my husband and I and um, more so like where the responsibility falls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and even watching this show back, like other than like, there was nothing like in terms of his words that he said, I think just things were taken out of context and, you know, editing and and whatnot. Um, Don't get me wrong. Uh, 
being at home with the kids is difficult. Um, but my husband doesn't discount that at all. He, and he's not like some stereotypical, stereotypical man who's like, oh, you have it easy staying home. Like he knows very much how hard it is specifically because he used to be with the kids more when I used to work more. So our roles have swapped. Um, but there were some odd comments about his expectations and him expecting me to do things. And I mean, it just couldn't be further from the truth. Not only like who I am as a person, um, I just, I wouldn't have married someone like that. He's, it's funny because I, I got a text message from one of my girlfriends after reading like one of these articles about me like doing, like him scoffing at me for the dishes. And she's like, LMFAO, if they only knew who really did all the dishes. Because um, that's my husband. Um, and then with the laundry too, I, I think there was some comments about, you know, he should understand that you, he should let you get someone to help you with the laundry he shouldn't expect you to do it. I'm like, he doesn't expect it. We do it together, but I wanted to pay someone so that way we can enjoy our time together and not spend it on doing the laundry. So I think that might've been the only thing was just more so that he was like the stereotypical guy who expected things from me. And it just, that wasn't the case at all. And a lot of people, I mean, most people didn't get that vibe, but the few who did, I was like, oh no. But my husband's very sarcastic. He has that kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, that kind of, uh, that um, he doesn't have like this, oh, hey, honey, darling, that voice. He's like straight shooter. So I feel like there was one scene too with something with the hangers. He's like, if there's going to be hangers, there's going to be a problem. And someone reached out to me. They're just like, you know, I know it might be tough to be in an aggressive relationship. I'm like, oh no, that's not how it is. But thank you for reaching out. Um, we talk shit to each other all the time. They actually cut a lot of that out. I mean, we were just like, we just, that's our relationship. So I feel like that might've been really the only thing, but I just love how they got a picture of him as like a dad. Cause he's just so like loving, you know, our kids, it's pretty open now. Cause everyone's like, we noticed the bed rail. I'm like, yep. Our kids co-sleep. We have their room. Cause we try People to put could tell your parenting bed. style from what I was reading. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know exactly. Oh, it was just, they, they co-sleep. I mean, I was still like a yeah. nursing. And so I love that they, showed all that because that's kind of who we are but I didn't even think people would take from that I just wanted them honestly our intention afterward we were just like hoping and they did a little interview with us I don't think they they showed it but um what are you hoping people who watch it might get and I'm like if we could do it with toddlers like I swear anyone can do it you can do this um uh and I will say though that I I don't know what it would be like if I did it by myself. So I know that's tough. And I don't mean like by myself as a single mom, because I'm sure that would be tough, but I mean the process. Because I guess technically if you're a single mom, then you have a say in everything. You don't have to actually ask someone else to go through stuff. I'm grateful that Kevin and I, he was on board, which was really a big deal for us to do it together and be open instead of like, no, I want to watch the game or do this. It's like, no, let's do this so we can actually be free of it. Yeah. So yeah, that was maybe the only thing that was taken out of context. Yeah, that's so interesting. Very, very interesting. So how did you fit it into your life? So what did that look like? Nap times when the kids are asleep? How did you get it all done? Yeah. So, um, so my son, uh, is already in school like five days a week. My daughter is in uh, two days a week. And so for one, anytime like Jackson was in school or I would just take advantage if I just had, you know, one kid and I'm, you know, I'm sure anyone who has multiple kids knows like if you're one kid down, you have a little, you know, it's like a little less chaos. Um, so anytime that she would go down or if she was awake, but I could still kind of do a couple things, it might take a little bit longer. She'd get my clothes and throw things out, but I could still go through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when both the kids were home, because I'm home with them both, um, it was a little bit harder, but I would, again, we have like some baby proofing, like to where I could be in the kitchen, close the gate, they could be playing on the other side. So there was a couple things I could try to do, but most of it was done like late night, Kevin would come back, like we would be staying up, like sacrificing sleep, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of us with the kids or when they would go down. So those, like we just try to fit it in whenever we had extra time. And I think that's why we we're able to go through it was... And I, I'm very big on making plans with my friends and like having a social life because it, you know, keeps me sane and makes me a better mom and wife. Yeah. I put that on pause so I could just like any extra time. We're like, okay, this weekend, boom. Tonight, boom. We got a couple hours instead of binge watching a show. Let's do this. And I'm so happy we did because within a month it was done. And then we could actually like enjoy the fruits of our labor. So good. So what yeah. does it take now? Like, how much time would you say each night it takes you to, after the kids go to bed or whatever that looks like, to get the house back to square one? Yeah, I'm trying to think because uh, it really just like depends on like what it is. Like for as an example, we had some in-laws in town and we weren't able to spend the holidays with them. So it was, we had like a mini Christmas with them. And so they brought a bunch of stuff for the kids. 
which was awesome, but it was just, okay, now we have to find out where these things go. And so yesterday, um, cause they had left yesterday, gosh, I spent a good, maybe like an hour, um, which really doesn't sound like a lot. Cause I mean, but there was stuff everywhere, new kids, toys, new kids, clothes. We had just washed them new things in the kitchen. Um, I spent an hour, um, and Kevin was with the kids. Cause sometimes we'll do that. We'll, we'll just like take turns, like focus on the kids. I'll do this vice versa just to put those things away. And then we actually, like I just did laundry yesterday. And so I'm going to spend some time a little bit to do it. If I'm able to like, just focus on the laundry, depending on what it is. If it's just mine, maybe like a quick 20 minutes. If it's mine and the kids and Kevin's, like usually we'll wait to do it together. But honestly, like no more than an hour. I mean, and that's like max to put things away. Like if, and that's like if the whole house is, whether it's emptying the dishwasher, putting these things away. And that's a long, long um, day. Uh, So I'm able to, this is not like, oh, we're spending our whole Sunday cleaning up. Oh no. I mean, if there's like mopping and vacuuming involved, that's a whole different story, but it is, it's crazy because it's just like, oh, this goes in this store. Oh no. Oop, we have too many of these. So that's really kind of what it comes down to is putting everything back in its place, if that makes sense. Yep. Random question. How many pairs of scissors did you find? (laughs) That's so funny. We actually have Oh my gosh. We have like, like, we found like a few like different kids ones, but right now we have, I think we have, so we have two in the kitchen, like two, um, uh, what do they call like the chicken cutting ones? You know what I'm talking about? What are they called? Kitchen cheers. Yeah. So we have two of them. Right. And it's funny because I think like when we were with Marie in the kitchen, actually, we had like a few different spatulas and I'm like, what's the rule on this? And she's like, well, there's not really a rule. Cause I was like, I have four spatulas because sometimes I'm cooking different things and you don't want to mix. And she's like, so do I. So I love that she said that, but I swear I found like, I swear we had like seven whisks. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I probably don't need those. I think we have like, I think we have two of them now, but the scissors I was going to say, and oddly enough, like there's different kinds of scissors. So we have like two in the kitchen. We, we keep them all in the, in the kitchen and um, our knives like up in a cabinet so the kids don't get them in case they get in there. But I think we have like two for the kitchen. We have a couple for like arts and crafts. And then my son, he has little muscle tones. So we have these special scissors that have like, um, what's the, like they make it easy to open back up. I don't know what the word is, like a spring. A spring, yeah. Thank you. So for us, like we just like, okay, if the kids are playing arts and crafts, they each get one with the, you know, the little funny looking cut ones. And then, Mm -hmm. oh, Jackson has these special ones. So we actually have quite a few pairs of scissors. Do you have a lot of them? Well, I think I've got like two in the kitchen. I've got another junk drawer. So I would imagine I probably have six or seven. Yeah. Mm. The junk drawer, I'm telling you, like when you go through it, you're like, what the hell? We had so many outlet covers. Those freaking um, zip ties. I I swear we could have supplied a zip tie store because we always like zip tie our wires. And I don't even know what else. Random screws. We're like, what the hell? Tape. Like 20 things of tape. I'm like, what are we taping up? It was just so funny, the things that you find. But to be able to like put them into categories was amazing. That's amazing. Have you subscribed to like any drawer divider type ways to organize your stuff? Yeah. So um, not all of our drawers. Like I don't, everything we had either one she brought us because one day she brought a bunch of little boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sure like I could make them all pretty and nice, but they totally work for us. We had so many extra little boxes and bins. As I mentioned to you earlier in the episode, I would go through these phases and I'm like, I need to organize. So I would go and buy a bunch of containers. Yeah. She said, oh gosh, I forgot what she was saying, but she's like, you know, if you have a ton of containers, like you don't have some, I don't know what it was, but basically um, we think that that's the answer, but you still can't find things. We would just throw things in. That was probably one of the things we found in our garage. I swear we had over like 50 or 60 different bins of things but we had no idea what was in them. So um, we were able to find different baskets for the kids stuff. And so not everything has like a divider. I'm sure things could even be more neat, but we don't feel the need because whatever the method is, like it's working for us. Mm -hmm. What about you? You know, we're, um, I don't, but I want to, because I oh, like okay. the way it looks. You said you're so, moving, right? Yes. So oh my God. What a perfect opportunity. I'm going to measure the drawers tomorrow to start figuring out where things will go. Awesome. But yeah, it's a perfect opportunity to just purge. I've been, um, kind of my schedule to get it all done is just, I made a big list of all the areas and have been going through it. So my backstory is a couple years ago, I read her book whenever it came out, read it and did it. Um, so I, I did the, did the work. So now I'm just kind of in this like maintaining mode as well. So absolutely. I get it. And I want to recoup it, you know, just get it a little back to square one. No, I get it. A revamp. Yeah. Revamp. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) So 
I, this is another question my audience asked was small spaces. If they have a small home, sometimes it's like, why even start? Because I don't have space for any of it anyway. How can they give any advice for somebody with a small space? Absolutely. So a lot of people look at her process and already like get shut down before they even do it, which is unfortunate. And we do that a lot in life. We we think about something and we're like, nope, 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 not even going to try. So One, I will tell you that I promise you, you have nothing to lose by even starting her process. You might think time and oh my energy, but you're putting it into something. And I promise you, you're going to find some things that you can let go of. And so before even just assessing your space and where everything goes, by the way, she even said to us, because I think in the beginning, as we were going through the process with the clothes, I was like putting things back and I'm like, where do these things go? And she's like, don't worry about where things go. You can put things back in your closet and whatnot. But until the entire tidying process is done, then you find out where things go because you know what you have, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. each time you're thinking, oh, but wait, I don't know if I should do this. Where is it going to go? She's like, don't think about it. And honestly, I really think so it's a great- re- Do you re-pull it out? To then put it back after you. It was not it. about pulling it out. So we, you know, we went through all the clothes and I folded them and put it back. But like, for example, I have now like color coded some things in the drawer, which she recommends. Like, so my whites are together. Before I was just putting those things in. Like I folded them. What was going to be folded got folded. What was going to be hung got hung. But um, and and maybe like the clothes is not the greatest example. But just in terms of like, first you must tidy and then you can like put everything back. And so. In, when you th- it's, it's just like putting the cart before the horse if you're worried about things where they go. So if you have a small space, even more of a reason to like really engage in this process. And I know that it might be overwhelming because especially in a small space, when you have everything in a pile, you're like, oh my God. I mean, you will, you, there's no, there's no way around it. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to be like, oh my gosh. But I promise you, like once you see it through and you start seeing those bags go away and the day that like the truck comes to pick them up or the day you drop it off at Goodwill, it's just like, oh. Like the heavens have opened. I can't explain to you. It's so worth it. So I would say don't um, discount the process before you even try it. Okay. And so even just going through the decluttering, and I think what's huge is not letting your space get in the way, but rather allowing yourself to you know, approach it and then seeing how your space could change because she specifically is used to doing this. She started in Japan where the spaces are way smaller than here. Like guaranteed someone who's arguing about their space being small. is just from what we know here in America, but compared to what she's used to, it's crazy. So um, the other cool thing is using her method you'd be so shocked how many things now fit in your drawer and you know, you just got to get creative, but it's hard to get creative when you're still sitting with all the clutter. Like as a matter of fact, it's pretty, it suffocates any um, creativity because you're just like stuck in there, if that makes sense. So I would at least give it a try and then you might be shocked that you have more room than you think. Yeah. I see this a lot with my clients where it's like, we are not willing to see solutions because we're stuck in victim mode. And I just want to sit here and pout about whatever it is. And in this case, it's, it's a space. And I've been there, you know, I've been in those moments where I've just been like, I just want to complain for a second and that's fine. But you know, we've got to come out of that and be ready for the solutions and what are the ways we can use our space and actually uh, get our space to work for us. Exactly. And just knowing that it's possible is huge. It's a big part of what I teach, but just realizing if this is even something that you want, it's possible, but let's go through all of the things that are getting in the way. So yeah, the space and and, and those kinds of things, you know, might be it. And sometimes people might just say those things because they really are afraid to go through the process. And I get it. Just knowing that people like me and just hundreds of thousands of people have gone through it in all different kinds of spaces and have made it work for them. It's completely possible for you. And then you get to kind of enjoy that space. Yeah. So good. Well, we, as we wrap this up, tell everybody what's next for you in life and business, whatever you want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. What's really cool is, you know, as I mentioned before, I've been teaching for the last like 10 years, but this process completely opened up another realm for me. Um, And I think what it was is I've always been doing what I love. I, I love helping people who are stuck. I love sharing different communication practices because that's what I teach. And um, I've always been doing it in the classroom. And for so long, I've wanted to do so much more, but I just, I don't know what it was. It was just, it it didn't come out of me. I I didn't know how or what. And I didn't realize that through this decluttering process um, 
And as she mentioned too, it just opens up so much more than just like the space in your home. For me, it allowed me to be more productive and to like really honor what I wanted to do um, more. It gave me just more time to explore what makes me, you know, happy. And that is helping others. And so, um, I've always had, uh, I've always, you know, dabbled in social media, but it's fairly new for me. But after her process, I totally took my, my teachings, uh, my method online and mm-hmm. started sharing that more. Um, I started, you know, with, with Instagram and it's just been so crazy. And, and I don't know what it was that was holding me back, but it was almost like I thought that I needed the answers or this. And I'm like, you know what? I got this new push of, of energy. I'm just going to share this. And so that's, what's been super cool. And so I, um, yeah, so I take what I teach and I, and I, I, I now offer it online and um, I'm really big on helping others kind of go through what I've been through. And that is getting out of their own way, you know, Mm -hmm. learning how to make peace with their past because a lot of the times we are unable to be present because we're still stuck in the past and fearful of the future. And so uh, this process has actually, you know, opened that up for me and her and I have just a lot in common. You know, she's trying to spark joy through tidying and I'm trying to spark joy through getting out of your own way and realizing how powerful you are once you get clear on what you really want. Um, And so that's kind of what I'm up to right now. And I just, I don't know, I just couldn't be more happy. I just really feel like I'm able to share my passion with the world. It's amazing. Well, fill everybody in where they can connect with you and and hear more about all that. Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, I do have my Facebook page. Yes. That's how you connect. And I'm so excited. But um, so my handle is at it's Rachel friend. And I put a lot of different posts up there, everything about just really shifting your perspective and, you know, the power of harnessing your perspective. And then um, I also offer an online course, you know, where I can kind of hold people accountable and really be there for you because it's tough to change our ways, but it's completely possible and everything kind of change for you when you have that possibility. So I share more about my course there and then on my website with, which is, uh, it's rachelfriend.com. So, um, if anyone is interested, um, please reach out to me and then I'd, I'd love to share with you. And it was just so nice talking to you. Katie. Yes, this has been a great episode. We got a lot of questions answered and more, and I just absolutely appreciate you taking the time today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. And, and of course, if you have any more questions, just let me know, but this process is one that can completely transform your life if you're open to it. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. I know you absolutely loved this episode with Rachel. Make sure you subscribe so you get all the kinds of information on the next episodes that will be dropping soon. And you're one of the family now, part of the Ambitious Motherhood community. We'll see you on the next episode.